afternoon here on the Eastern Time Zone, everyone. It's Maria Daniels here, and today is Business Acceleration Playbook, where we're bringing you the plays that you need to win in your business. And today I'm missing all of my co-hosts, so I just want to give a quick shout out to Ray Baxter, Angela Buckley, and Jeff Dwoskin, who were unable to be on here. But I do want to give a big welcome to our guest, Sen Meadows. I've actually interviewed her on my other show, Successfully Chaotic, before, and she we had a fabulous conversation. She's a very intelligent lady, but I'm going to let her kind of dive in and introduce herself and let you all know a little bit about her and what she does. Oh, well, thank you so much, Mary, for having me back. This is very exciting to be on this segment. And uh, basically what I do is I teach entrepreneurs how to sell products online without investing thousands of dollars in upfront costs of, for inventory themselves. You simply sell other people's products and manage that business for them. So a much uh, less risky opportunity to be an e-commerce entrepreneur. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think a lot of people still have that mentality that to be able to start a business, they have to sink, you know, tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars into inventory. And then where are you going to keep the inventory? So, of course, you have, a place, have to have a place to keep it. But I love the idea that you're teaching people kind of another way to do things. Uh, you know, I am very much about being resourceful and thinking outside of the box. And mm -hmm. we, I would love you to kind of explain to people just a little bit about, you know, about that method and you know how you kind of came into teaching people how to do that okay well honestly it is exactly what you said thinking outside the box because I determined that I wanted to quit my job I wanted to retire early and I had to replace my income so I'm like all right uh selling online selling some kind of product online there are people doing it every day making a million dollars I can do this too so then once you get into it you realize mm, not quite that easy <laughs> And then um, most of what people teach is sourcing products from China. So, you know, that's okay for a lot of people. I did not feel comfortable doing that. And I knew I only had a limited amount of capital that I wanted to invest with no experience whatsoever. How am I going to source from a foreign country and understand that whole process? I'm just not comfortable doing it. So <clears throat> I did think outside the box and I decided that I would source from a USA manufacturer instead fully intending on purchasing the products up front because that's the only thing that I knew. So through the conversation of speaking with this uh, manufacturer that I located, I just basically said, hey, I want to sell your products for you. Well, my interpretation was I'm going to buy them and sell your products, you know, on Amazon. His yeah. interpretation was, oh, okay, so you're going to pay me my money once you get paid back from Amazon? And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly how that's going to work. <laughs> Because I realized, oh my gosh, he doesn't even realize what I was planning on doing. And he's going to let me sell his products with no inventory investment up front. So I just took the ball and ran with it and be, and started there. And since then have added another client and multi-million dollar business with multi-six-figure income over just two years. So it has it has evolved. And because I struggled so bad, which I didn't really go into in this, this conversation, but trying to figure out what to do and how to sell products and how to find a product to sell online was extremely difficult. So I determined that and, and just started documenting my process. I'm like, who wouldn't do it this way? Why would you want to spend exactly hundreds of thousands or thousands of thousands of your own money to buy products up front if you don't even know they're going to sell? So I'm like, this is the no-brainer way to do it and it's totally risk-free. And so it just kind of fell into my lap, but it started now as a business opportunity for other people to where they don't have to invest money up front either. It's simply just jump into it and look for clients where you can help. And they need help. They, they truly need help because not everyone knows how or wants to take the time to learn how to sell products online. Absolutely. And I'd say it is very time to actually everything is time consuming. So it's kind of one of those things you just have to determine, you know, where, what your why is and where you want to put that time because, you know, anything that you put 
you know, your time to is going, has the potential to be fruitful. So, you know, I think it just kind of goes to show that, you know, you picked something that was able to not only be lucrative, but has become something that you love. But I, I wanted to kind of dive into, you You were going to talk a little bit about negotiations. And I would say that there's a very big part of negotiating to what you do. Can you kind of let us know a little bit about, you know, how you, you mentioned positive negotiating, positive framework. I would like you to talk a little bit about that. Well, obviously, when you're looking for a client that you want to help them and assist them by being their e-commerce business manager, then you need to negotiate with them. So uh, number one, on the percentage commission that you're going to make off selling each product. And then you need to negotiate whose skills like, you know, what are my uh, service offerings? What what type duties am I going to be performing for you? And what are you still going to manage, Mr. Client? And so it's negotiating that part of it. And just getting them um, to agree to allow you to take over that part of their business. You know, people's products are their baby, and usually it's a private label product. So they, yeah. they had the idea, they had the brainstorm, and they brought it to fruition to now take that and hand it over to a stranger. You know, that takes some negotiating. <laughs> you know, they first you have to uh, have a good rapport and just start off the, the conversation in, in such a way to where they respect you and they trust you and that you're seen as an authority figure that you're credible at what you do. So that's a big part of the negotiation. And in my training program, we actually give you a script and we have a process that is basically fill in the blank. And we'll say, ask these specific questions, listen for the answer, <laughs> do not interrupt. And then you simply make notes and you have an opportunity because of this process that I've created that you're able to come back, do your research, formulate all good answers and, and get the specifics that you need to go back and then present your offer to them. So by the time you do that and you set up the framework and you say the things that exactly like we tell you to say them, it's it's pretty much guaranteeing you without any some unforeseen you know reason that they will have to say yes, because you're structuring things um, first in a positive way to where you're complimenting them and you're setting the stage for the conversation. So you're complimenting them on their product, on their business and how much opportunity there is. So it goes back to uh, always lead with the positive. That's that's the terminology yes. that we use. And that's what I, I was taught in business and a sales management position, mm -hmm. you know, more than 20 years, 30 years ago. And it's about when you lead with the positive, it sets the foundation and the tone for the meeting. Right. So in, in this case, I learned that strategy because I had to fire someone <laughs> and my boss was observing me have this conversation and I'd never done that before. And he was teaching me how to always lead with the positive. So when in that, that, technique has served me well through my entire professional career because it really opens up and, and allows for free flow conversation because every there there are no um, there there's no animosity there's no tension it just puts everything on a smooth even keel you're complimenting them on something so they're much more willing to now listen to you and be receptive to what you're saying and when you phrase things in questions as assumptive closes to where you say the question, so the answer has to be yes, then we're already getting their mindset into saying yes, 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 yes. And then by the time you say, OK, well, let's get started. You're not asking, do you want to get started? You're assuming they're going to say yes. And you're just moving straight through the conversation. So it they say yes. <laughs> So it's a great way to, to um, it, it takes the pressure off the person that's trying to win the business over because they know exactly now what to say. And it's really just setting it up for the best possible opportunity for your client that you're trying to win over to give you a yes answer so you can seal the deal. 
And, and I think you mentioned sales, uh, they get a background in sales. And I think, you know, leading with the positive is a common thing that's taught kind of in the sales world. But I do love that framework in other applications because you mentioned firing, for example. Nobody wants to fire anybody. That is not a fun thing. But sometimes it's not only best for the company, but it's actually best for the employee because, you know, they're never going to find their right fit if they're stuck in this job where they don't really fit, but you just are kind of placating. So, you know, I, I love the idea of kind of framing everything in it because there's a positive light to anything. It doesn't matter what it is. So being able to, you know, look at that and determine that will allow the conversation to go much more smoothly. So is this something that whenever you determined that this would work within the e-commerce world, was it something that you fell into accidentally just kind of from old habits or is it something that, you know, you read somewhere? How did that happen? Well, um, just researching. Uh, okay. So um, actually how that actually started in e-commerce became my thinking of this is how I'm going to retire early. I yeah. had a neighbor who was a young mother with three small children under the age of five. And she started uh, selling children's clothes through Facebook comment selling. So if you ever have seen that, hey, comment, yes, if you want it, send yeah. me your email yeah. and I'll PayPal you or PayPal you an invoice. And within a year and a half, she was a million dollar seller. And I'm like, I'm a business professional. I have a college degree. Not meaning that she doesn't, but I'm just saying she's a stay at home mom with three little kids under five. I mean, any mother knows how chaotic that would be in the first place. Yeah. And she's running a million dollar business. Are you kidding me? And I'm like, that fired me up. If she can do it, I can do it. And so that motivation was, and, and that inspiration, all I needed to do then was find a product. Well, I just need to sell a product. I need to find a good product and, and do the exact same process that she's doing. I can emulate it. I can, you know, uh, I should be able to pick up this template and put it over here and just do the exact same thing. And uh, so that started me on the e-commerce journey specifically. Then it went to uh, picking the wrong product and starting a failed Shopify store <laughs> and, uh, you know, a year long process of working through that. However, as as exciting and frustrating that ended up being, it was the best possible scenario how, because I, when I finally did start working as an e-commerce business manager, the first thing I did was take businesses and put them on Shopify. So I had that experience. I knew yeah. what not to yeah. do. I knew what had to be done. So it was the best possible foundation for my future self now. So uh, everything's a learning curve. So I never anything as a failure because no. you, you learn every step of the way. So nothing's ever a failure. It's a stepping stone to the next, to the next. Actually, level. I think it's one of the, the, the more like ways to learn more quickly, honestly, for me. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I'm just saying that because I personally, I learn the best after I've fallen on my face. I'm like, Oh, okay, well that was painful. I will not do that again. You know? And I think it gives you a big laundry list of things to look at to say, okay, well, this part worked really well, but this part is where it messed up. And it really allows you almost kind of like a, a head first dive into your own personal analytics of what worked and why, what didn't and why, and allows you to take that same framework and put the things that did work into action and completely avoid the things where you tripped up. And so, you know, I agree with you 100% that there's no real you know, such thing as failure. I know there's plenty of, you know, inspirational memes that float around that say that. And I think they're floating around because they're so true. Yeah, it is. It really is. And am I, I think back when I first started the, the very first Shopify store, my own, and it, it took me several months just to work through understanding the platform, how to get it set up. And I was struggling yeah. with, you know, issues or tech issues and things like that. This time I did it in 15 minutes. It was the simplest, easiest thing. And so, yeah, I mean, just little stuff like that, just from just pulling and drawing from your own experience, it just made it so much better. So I love Shopify. I'm a huge proponent of Shopify uh, for individual, you know, sellers and, and different products like that. So, yeah, but it's, yeah, you do learn. You really do. And um, the the experience is it's invaluable. It really, really is because you're going to everything that you went through the prior time, you can 
it speeds up the process the second time around because you can you're not even facing the same hurdles that you did the first time. So it, it's I love it. It's, it's fun. It's very fun. So for people that are out there that have been interested in having an e-commerce store or, you know, being able to sell something online, what are some tips maybe that you could give them to, first of all, determine if it's something they really want to do? Because I think sometimes, and I'm guilty of this as well, um, you know, we, we're like, oh, that looks like fun. Let me try that. And then we get headfirst into it, figure out that is not our thing, you know, yeah. and then we have to try to backpedal out. And for me, that's been very expensive, <laughs> you know, to be able to backpedal out of something that's not for me. So, you know, I do want to kind of lay it out to say, first of all, how do you determine something that you really want to do and, and what's the first steps to get started and like we were talking about earlier a low risk scenario well i think the low risk scenario would be becoming an e-commerce business manager for someone else that already has the product and i'm not saying that just because that's what i teach yeah. it's just because that is the only no risk way otherwise you are spending thousands and thousands of dollars buying your own inventory up front now there obviously you can do drop shipping However, that is that comes with this own set of challenges and risks because if you don't have a reputable dealer of product, and sometimes those are more um, like if you've ever seen on Facebook, like Wish.com or yeah. uh, AliExpress, you know those are very cheap products. And so the quality, cheap price, but the quality is also cheap yeah. and a lot of those things as well. So it just depends on the type of store that you want. So if you want to sell little tchotchke things where the, that's really cheap products and you're trying to build, a, you can't really build a brand that way. It's, that's going to be very difficult. So if you if you want to go that route, then AliExpress and Wish.com and all that, you can certainly do that. There is a big way to do print on demand. But here's the here's the drawback with print on demand, which I mean, I've considered all these things myself. Of course, everybody wants the dream of having their own branded product and having it sold in every store and having your website just be fantastic. You know, we all have that dream. But when you think about the logistics of that and creating that, it takes tons of capital to do that. So as far as right now, one of the brands that I represent Again, not my expense. I manage it. They, the company owner and the brand owner has all the expense. He spends about $6,000 a month or more just in uh, the person that's running his Facebook ads, their image, plus advertising, plus my commission. So he's already bought all the product and then he has to pay all this additional capital in order to just run the business per month. So when you think about that, I mean, I know he just placed an order um, or getting ready to place an order for like $80,000 in merchandise as the minimum order quantity. Yeah, yeah. $80,000 plus having the $6,000 minimal fee per month in just operating expenses. So if that's that's where you really need to think big picture and not let your your mind and your hopes and dreams and, oh, I want my own brand one day to override your common sense. Because unless you have unlimited capital, you're not going to be able to be successful in that way. Now, going back to print on demand, that is an option that, again, that is a a thing that you can do that um, like you can set up with these other companies and have a Shopify store in every order. You still have to have the designs created by someone. So you would pay that. Then these companies print your T-shirts or bags or socks or whatever it happens to be, and then they ship them direct. That's okay. You can make some money with that. The biggest challenge with print on demand is you already need a customer base to sell those products to. So if you're thinking about saying, oh, I want to print butter. I want to have a butterfly store and I want butterflies printed on everything and all these different sayings and designs and blah, blah, blah. Then you better have a butterfly enthusiast customer list waiting to promote that to. Because if not, you're going to be spending thousands of dollars through uh, trying to link up to um, core groups or people that have butterfly interest (laughs) to try to market to those people in order to sell your products. So 
And, and even speaking with in one another one of my clients, we're looking at adding a you know T-shirt logo to the products that he sells just to have an additional add-on sale. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Do you already have your own um, customer list? Because if you don't, this mm, this is probably not going to work for you." Yeah. And this is the only clients that we take on now are the ones that have their own customer list. So that says a lot for the print-on-demand company that they only want to work with people that already have a customer list. So I I think that's, um, unfortunately, there's tons of gurus out there trying to teach you to get into print on demand and set up your Shopify store and, you know, work with my company, but who's going to buy the product? You've got to have the, even though you, they're saying, Oh, it's print on demand. I don't have to pay any money. Yes, you do. Because you've got to market yourself to find the customer. So having said all that, the only risk-free way out there is to work with people that already have a product. They just need help selling it. And um, here's a perfect example of one of my clients. He and his buddy invented a product. Um, It's So it's two owners, two brand builders, I guess you want to call them. One is in um, real estate development and is a mortgage lender and or mortgage broker. And the other one, he was air traffic controller. So they know nothing about e-commerce. They don't want to know anything about e-commerce. They don't want to have their hands on of the e-commerce world. They want to delegate that to luckily me to handle for them. Right. So they, they source out all of their support help and, um, you know, <laughs> they will never run an e-commerce business. That's not their thing. But there are tons of people, millions of people out there that have a product and have an idea and they just don't know how to sell it. So that's where we come in. And that's a risk-free opportunity. I make well over six figures every year and I don't spend a penny on product inventory upfront. No risk on me to, you know, um, buy this inventory, pray and it will sell when you know, I don't have to do that. <laughs> so it's a win-win for us. Absolutely. Well, and I, and I think while, while you were talking, I'm sitting there thinking, even if somebody is dead set, they just have to have their own brand one day. This sounds like a good starter solution to be able to get into to figure out, first of all, do you even like doing it? Because it would be very unfortunate to buy that $80,000 plus of inventory to figure out that you completely hate it. <laughs> yes. And the, the thing about private label, this is really, really scary. I'm obviously I'm, I'm in a lot of these um, big uh, Amazon selling groups because I do sell the majority of my products for my customers on Amazon. And I bought into other programs and I, I still train under other gurus just to keep my own skills up. But I see people posting in these groups all the time. Oh, my gosh, my first product was a flop. I spent thirty thousand dollars my whole life saving. Yep. On to, you know, it's going to take me a couple years to recover, but as soon as I have some more capital, I'm coming back and I'm going to go for product number two. I know what to do right next time. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if I were to lose $30,000 on a product launch, I mean, is that insane? Yeah. Oh, oh, I can't imagine. I just cannot imagine. I wouldn't do that in the first place. It, it, that's just too much of a risk, you know? Yeah. But when you find a good selling product on Amazon, they teach all these gurus teach you, oh, go and create something that's just a little bit different. And then you sell yours, whether it's a different size or a different color or add a different component with it. Well, you've invested all this effort into getting this new product variation set up. You have no clue if the if the customer audience is going to like what you created. Maybe they hate that color. Maybe they hate that shape. Maybe they have no use for that component product to be added. And now you've done all that work and put it all together. And now you're sitting here and crickets, no sales. So the the risk is just too much for me. And um, personally, I knew that I wanted to retire within two years. So if I lost my initial investment that I wanted to uh, create this e-commerce business opportunity for myself, I knew that would push me back that much farther to replenish those funds before I could retire. And that was the that was also a risk I was not willing to take. I wanted to retire within two years and I did not want to lose this money. (laughs) So those two things just drove me to keep looking and thinking outside the box and trying to find a way that I could take what everyone else was teaching and adapt it to what worked for me. And that's kind of how I got to where I am today. I just 
And, and everybody says, they'll, all the other gurus will teach you, you cannot source in the U.S. You can't do it. You cannot make money sourcing in the U.S. You have to get it from China. Well, uh, I'm here to tell you that's not accurate information. I, in this particular case, one of the products I sell is oversized, overweight. Uh, um, the shipping cost alone would make it unprofitable from having it shipped from China if I were to source it m myself. And so that's completely false information. Yeah. But I never would have known that if I didn't step outside the box and test something and try something different than what the norm that, that all the other gurus teach. So, you know, do yourself a favor and investigate things and prove facts for yourself before you dive in head first and, um, you know, sink a lot of money in it because there's no guarantee any of those products are going to sell. And there's no guarantee that you cannot send them back. You can't get your money yeah. either. So it's, it's a very scary thing out there. And that's not saying that there are not a lot of um, mentors or, or gurus out there or other sellers that are doing great ordering from China. They are. I am just not one that I'm willing to take that risk. And I don't have to because I found a way around it. So I love that option. No risk for me. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So, well, and I think, you know, we keep coming back to the subject of out of the box thinking. And I think it's so important to do that because, you know, I always jokingly call myself a hesitant jumper because I'm a little bit of a risk taker. I like a lid. I'm a little bit of an adrenaline junkie, but I don't want to risk what I can't afford to lose. Yeah. And I think that's the key. Anything that we try and do, there's, there's, I mean, always going to be a little bit of risk involved, even if it's just, you know, hurt feelings, you know, whatever, there's always right. be something involved, yeah. you know, disappointment or, you know, whatever. But, you know, it's with any new project that I take on, I always look at it and think, okay, well, how much am I going to be able to afford to lose if this all falls apart? Because there's nothing that's 100% risk-free, but you can greatly reduce your risk by doing steps like you, like you mentioned before on, you know, being able to let, let get involved with other people that have already taken that big jump for you. And you can step in to see if it's something that works for you. And, you know, even the, even though the gurus sometimes have some, some great advice and it works for a lot of people, I kind of use that old mentality of eat the meat and spit out the bones. It's like, I like to listen to what they say and I take what I feel that I personally can use from it and put it, you know, in use. And then the rest of it, I don't think fits within my framework of what I want for my life, my way of thinking. I just kind of push it to the side and that's okay to do. That's how you kind of make it your own and that's how you kind of you know kind of design your own path then I really like the idea of you know allowing yourself to be okay with the fact that you don't have to do things just like anybody else right you know and you were talking about investment or, or taking the risk and you mm -hmm. know definitely it's Everybody, you're right. If you never took a risk, you would never learn anything. So it just, what is your risk limitation? So yep. I, I did uh, invest a ton of time in setting up that original Shopify store. I mean, that was like nine months of my life by the time we made the decision to go for it. And then we actually opened the door of the virtual store. So that was shopping and finding products and having professional photography, uh, product photography done and creating all the listings. So that it definitely is investment and it is a risk of, you know, different things. It just depends on what you want to risk on, take a risk on, whether it's um, monetary or time or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And then um, just, you know, how, how you, perceive that you want to move forward with that really so um yeah it's it's interesting how and things evolve over time too because you may take a step out of the box here and you it may open you up to a whole new area you never even knew about absolutely so but if you never explored that one step you never would have been exposed to this other whole world over here so definitely I'm a risk taker as well so I, I you know I don't want to say that you know you uh, never take a risk that's not yeah. what I'm Okay. But I'm just no, very I, I with my money. I'm definitely smart with my money, and um, yeah. because I don't, <laughs> I did. I was able to early retire in that two year time frame, but that wouldn't have happened if I would have just Absolutely. oh here take all my life savings and let's figure yeah. it out we go. That wouldn't have happened. So yeah, yeah. exactly. You don't risk what you can't afford, and then that's gonna look different for everybody. What 
you know, I have seven children, six still at home. So what I can afford to lose is very little. You know? So, I mean, I'm always trying to figure out, okay, well, what's the risk associated? And I think, you know, you make a, a very good point. If you don't take any risk at all, you're just going to stay still and stay stagnant. And, and nobody really wants that, especially entrepreneurs. We're always dreaming of yeah. what's next. But, you know, I think, you know, for me, and it sounds like for you as well, and probably for a lot of our listeners and viewers out there that, you know, when you take that little risk and even if it, even if it doesn't work, you know, you're able to like you mentioned, open yourself up to number one, the things that you've learned from that, those, all those processes, good and bad. And you typically make relationships and contacts and all kinds of things that lead you to your next step. And so I think, you know, for me, I love the idea of being able to step into a new possibility, you know, but being able to kind of calculate, calculate the associated risk, I think is very important. And when you're speaking about the e-commerce world, you know, I do think that, you know, being able to be smart about how you step into that world is very important because that, that world can get very costly. You mentioned um, like a $30,000 loss on a, on a on a product. You know, I, I think for me, that would be, <laughs> that would be very Dead. damaging. <laughs> very damaging. No. I can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah, I can't even imagine. And, you know, I, what a, when you were talking about that, the first thing that kind of came to my mind is, that you have to sometimes determine, was this a small failure that I'm supposed to pick myself up and just keep going? Or is it time to call it quits on something? And I think that can take a hot minute to figure out which one that is, because, you know, there is all this mentality of, you know, just grind and hustle and just keep going. And, you know, it's not that that's wrong, you know, by itself, but sometimes, it's not your right thing. It's not the right moment. It's, you know, it's okay to stop and to pivot. It's not the right path. So, uh, yeah, exactly. So that for me, you know, having my own Shopify store, then that definitely turned out to be not the right path. Do I still have those hopes and dreams way down deep that I want to be a brand owner one day and have cutesy, you know, shoes and purses and dresses? Absolutely. But am, am I willing to fork out 100K to make that happen? Nope. <laughs> I will order someone else's all day long because now that I've seen the other side that I can make way, well, I won't say way more money, who knows what the potential would be. But as far as the risk associated with it and the investment up front and the amount of money to make that happen and facilitate on a monthly basis, uh, I am perfectly fine ordering off somebody else's website and just keep that in the back of my mind. You know, if I if I make it a, become a millionaire one day, then maybe then I'll do it. But it, it's it's crazy. Um, you, you I have a completely different perspective of wanting my own brand now than I did originally, just because I can make great money without the risk. Why subject myself to all that risk unnecessarily? So anyway, and I think those are important questions to ask. And I think it always boils down to, you know, your own why, like why, you know, do you feel the need to have your own brand? And I think that for me, that's what I would ask somebody. What's the, what's the, what's the reason behind it? What's the why behind it? Because if it's just to make the money, there's a lot of ways to make money. <laughs> that's a yeah. way less risk. Mm-hmm. So whenever you're pulling in, you know, clients to help them through these processes, do you find that a lot of them are getting into e-commerce just for financial reasons only? Um, well, I know my first major client, my big, big, big seller, he he was actually already on an e-commerce platform. He was an eBay seller. And so. When I found him and this, he was already, uh, you know, he was savvy to e-commerce, but that's the only platform he managed. So I basically took his business and multiplied it onto two additional platforms and I managed that for him. So he's still managing the same original one uh, of eBay, but now I manage the other two and I have tripled his business because of it. So in that essence, he was skilled at e-commerce. He hated Amazon, didn't want to fool with Amazon. So I still bring him value, right? Absolutely. the, the other client that where they invented the product, he and his buddy invented the product that again, that was a, a, 
a business that was in need of someone else's expertise because they had none and they had no desire to learn it. So what I find is, and here's another big revelation from 2020 last year, is that if businesses, a lot of them already have a brick and mortar store of some sort, and they make, whether it's out of their garage or that they make their own product and sell it some kind of way, or they actually have a you know store on Main Street, where whatever, they are not tech savvy enough to create their own e-commerce you know business and again they a lot of them try and they they get frustrated and and quit before they can even get registered with Amazon just from the processes of validating your account and the the banking and you know they are very strict on you know, um, providing verification on a lot of these things so people get frustrated and never even finish the sign up process just to open an account so that's where if you have expertise or if you want to learn how to you know and, and gain the expertise these people they need the help and going back to 2020 people were buying things online that they never dreamed about myself included. I had never ordered toilet paper and paper towels online before never had to, I could run down to our local grocery store and get it all day long or our Sam's club. But now, even now I have that option to go back and get it myself. Why? When I can have it delivered to my door and I don't have to leave the house and I can stay in my pajamas all day. Why? (laughs) You know, absolutely. It created this whole new, um, shopping, uh, uh, tons of people are already shopping online, but it expanded that to the nth degree because of COVID. So this, so many businesses failed because they weren't already set up. And then by the time COVID hit, they didn't have time to catch up to everyone else. Everyone else is already capitalizing on those sales. So opportunity is there. You have to, as a business owner or a brand owner or a product owner, whatever you happen to be in that Um, description. You have to be forward thinking and you have to look and plan five years down the road and be prepared for anything. Because if you're just going status quo, like my original client was, I'm just an eBay seller and happy here. You know, I'm I'm just hanging out, making money. And I'm like, well, when you want to make more money, let's, let's see what we can do about that. And I tripled his business the first year. He's had to hire more people. He's expanded his warehouse. He's had to order, uh, you know, multiple thousands of dollars worth of machinery to keep up with the extra production. We've expanded multiple product lines. So his business has boomed just because I won't say that's all because of me, but because of the opportunity that I have afforded him, um, you know, to, to expand his business. So if you're not forward thinking in that way, then anything could happen tomorrow and you're dead in the water. You know, your business could stop. Um, So you really, really have to, I I think if you're true business, people with a business mind are forward thinkers and they are planning ahead. They're always looking for ways to expand. So that's, that's the best possible scenario, but uh, a lot of people aren't. And those are the ones that uh, unfortunately close and, and lose their opportunity because they're, they're not, they're not planning ahead far enough. Absolutely. And I, you mentioned delegate. I know I always go by the mentality of do delegate delete. I like it's it's like a mantra in my mind because, you know, there are so many things as a business owner that you need to do, but that doesn't mean that you necessarily should be doing all of them. And it took me a while personally in my own businesses to figure out that I was money ahead delegating those things that I was terrible at. And I think you, you mentioned the, the, the group, the the couple of guys that, you know, they're not super tech savvy. Well, they don't have to be, if they, you know, it's okay to learn a new skill, but that doesn't mean that you need to learn a new skill if you don't want to, if you want to, fabulous. I'm all about learning a new skill, but I think a lot of people, and I've been that person sit and watch countless you know, hours of videos on something that they do not care about. They don't actually want to learn it, you know? And so in those situations, you are definitely money ahead to delegate those things out. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where the person who may be watching and listening right now, if you're interested in getting into, you know, an e-commerce situation and want to try something like that out in a low risk situation, I think, you know, doing what you do and being able to tap into that industry be the perfect way to start. 
Yes, yes. Because, I mean, you can, I'll tell you, I have a five-day challenge um, coming up. It'll be next month. But it just shows you, if you're interested in e-commerce at all, it's a way to show you the big picture of you don't have to do it the four traditional ways they, the rest of the people teach you. There is another way. Open your mind to the possibilities of, of how it's different and why it's different, the advantages of why it's different. Um, and and just listen, you know, and here's the funniest thing. It this is this blows my mind every every month I do this challenge. And it's you know to to expand people's thinking and to see if you know find new people that are might be interested. People that are interested in starting an e-commerce business but they have no previous experience selling they get this concept in an instant. They understand yeah. it. They're like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing, best thing since ice cream, you know? And, uh, but the current e-commerce sellers oh, I already have a business or oh, already sell on Shopify. I'm already an Amazon seller, you know? And mm-hmm. they are so close-minded to a new opportunity. It's like, I'm not telling you to stop what you're doing. Would you want to expand your business and scale your business without spending thousands of dollars of more of your own money into product inventory? This could be something you use your expertise you already have to scale your own business, just to get a different bucket with a re- with revenue coming into it, you know? Absolutely. So, it's, but it's that they've got blinders on. This is what I do. This is all I'm going to do. And you're not going to talk me out of doing it my way. Oh my gosh. They're yeah. not even open to listen. It's so funny. It's, it's sad. Actually, it's not. No, funny. it is. And I mean, you see that in all the industries and, you know, I tell people, well, it works until it doesn't. And you mentioned last year. Yeah. Last year is a perfect example of all the things that worked until it didn't. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's important to kind of think ahead like you were talking about, because we don't know what the market's going to do at any given time. And, you know, I've always kind of been teased in the past before last year about the fact that I have several businesses. And, you know, I've always been a big believer in diversifying my income. And the reason I am a big believer in diversifying my income is it's never made sense not to, you know, You think about how a financial advisor diversifies the portfolio on the back end. And in my mind, I've always been like, why are we not thinking about it on the front end? Because we have no idea. I'm in marketing. So I I know the the marketing world works like the stocks. Mm -hmm. You know, it's ever changing. So if you every time the market dips in a certain area and you happen to be in that area, if you have to cook something up from scratch to start doing it is going to take you a long time. However, you know, if you're diversified and maybe you put primary your primary time into the one business that's making you the most money at that moment, just kind of keep the other ones cooking a little bit on the side. Mm-hmm. If that market dips, you have something already cooking that you can put that time and energy into. And I think, yeah. you know, even for people that have their, you know, main job you know, and they're thinking about stepping into something in the e-commerce world. It sounds like this is still, even the way that you teach it, this is still something somebody could do even as a side income. Yes. I was working. um, Oh gosh. I had a a full-time job. I was in sales. And while we were still commuting before COVID hit, I had an hour and 45 minute commute one way. So that was twice a day. And then I still did this on the side. So I was able to build up this business. Now for me, again, it was the fear of, I don't, I want to quit my job, but I, I want to pay off my, you know, some bills and things because I want to be comfortable and I don't want to have to worry about money coming in just in case something happens. Right. And, oh, yeah. and yeah. You know, whatever I want my, I don't want my husband to kill me because I just quit my job and we still got bills. Today. <laughs> so I was able to do this and I'm like, anybody don't come to me and tell me you don't have time after what I know is possible because at that time, just running one business, then it was a million dollar business the very first year. I mean, I still managed it on just an hour a day and a couple hours on weekends. That was it. That's all the time it took. And I was able to pay off everything, but our mortgage and uh, able to still quit or retire early. And then, of course, diversify as well. And um, so, I mean, I, I left my job December the 31st. I have no worries since of money because I am diversified and my business is still rolling. I'm growing it all the time. So, yeah, it's it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. But you it is you can definitely fit it into if you already have another job and do this as a sideline to build it up to where you want to. And then if you want to make it your full time, you can. 
Absolutely. So you were mentioning that you have a five-day challenge. Can you talk just a little bit more about that and tell people how they could get involved if they're interested? Yeah. So the easiest way to find out about it is to go to either my Facebook page, which is called Ecom, E-C-O-M-M, Business Management Community. That's a free Facebook group. Or you can just go to sendmeadows.com. You see my name right here, sendmeadows.com. And on there, um, just click on the training. You just scroll down the page a little bit. It'll say, here's some free training. Just click there and it'll tell you how to get registered. And the five-day challenge is all about, uh, on Monday, we talk about what is an e-commerce business manager and how is that different from the other four traditional methods of selling products online which is retail arbitrage, online arbitrage, buying and reselling wholesale products or private label. So it's showing you the differences and how one is risk-free and all the others are risky. <laughs> and then we go through and talk about um, a day in the life, exactly what I do. I show you my schedule. I show you uh, the service offerings that I provide for my clients and all the ones that are possible. And you can certainly add more to it. Um, but what, what I do and how I do it and how much time it takes me every single day. And then on day three, we talk about how to give yourself a raise. Okay. I've got one client. How do I, how do I make more money? Well, on all the traditional ways of the other traditional ways of selling, You've got to buy more product inventory. You've got to research more product. You've got to invest more money to put another product out there in order to sell more, in order to make more. Not the case as an e-commerce business manager. You simply work with the one client that you have, and we show you five different easy, easy ways that you can expand the business with the same one client. On Thursday, we go over how to find a client, 10 easy steps anybody can use to find uh, your own first client. And then on Friday, we tell you all about the program, what's inside the program, the support that you get, and then offer that opportunity. So it's it's very informative. We make it fun. Uh, I, I talk a lot. <laughs> I'm very upbeat. <laughs> so we have contests. We give away uh, some cash prizes. We do a secret word of the day. We give away uh, all kinds of stuff. But anyway, it's just to make it fun as a fun learning experience for you or any attendee to kind of open their mind to new possibilities out there. You don't have to spend thousands of dollars of your own hard-earned cash starting an e-commerce business. Just help someone else sell the product they already have. They already have the product. You don't even have to look for the yeah. product. It's so easy. Yeah. It, why, why reinvent the wheel? That's another saying that keeps, oh. you know, coming in my mind. And I think it's so true because, you know, so many people try to start from scratch on everything mm -hmm. and there's no reason to, there's no reason to start from scratch. There are so many things out there. There's so many Courses out there. There's so many people out there willing to share the years of mistakes they've yes. made to tell yes. you what not to do and the years of positive things that they've done to show you what to do. So it's it's it's, it's kind of a no-brainer. I think that 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 five-day course sounds amazing. Um, you said they can go to sendmeadows.com and be able to find it from there. It's probably the easiest, but I'll I'll try to pop those into the the comments wherever we get off of here. But um, is there anywhere else that people can kind of find you and follow you? Um, I have a, if you want to go directly to my website for the course, it's called e-commerce e business management. Um, e <laughs> what is my course? It's all linked from sendmeadows.com. Actually, you'll find it directly. Just find it. There we go. Just find it. There. <laughs> if you want to join the program, just go here. But uh, I, want, I want to say that the, the two things that you're going to benefit the most from if for someone that is really interested in, in learning e-commerce, the one thing that you're going to spend the most time on is searching for a product. What product do I sell? Which one do I take a risk on? And I even spent several months myself for first from Shopify. And then when I was going to start selling on Amazon, months and months of looking for a product that time goes away because you're working with someone that already has a product. Right. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's like a cheat code, like in games, yes. for gamers. it's like a cheat. Code. Yes. <laughs> and then you also mentioned about the, um, the time, you know, learn from someone else's mistakes. That's the beauty of working with someone that's already in the, in the field that you want to go into because they then have like, for me, I have a template. You just pick it up and apply it to your business. You, it speeds up the time. It speeds up the process. Instead of taking two years to learn e-commerce like I did, you can now do it in 12 weeks. 
So, you know, that the the time savings is worth the money that you spend for the course to get you where you want to be faster. So you have to, you know, certainly you could probably do it. I'm not saying I'm the smartest tack in the box. You could take two years and figure it all out for yourself as well. But why would you want to waste two years when you could be making money in just a couple months? So absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the funny thing is people that consult or coach or teach courses, we also buy, you know, coaching programs, we buy consulting packages, we buy courses, because we know the value that we're getting from it. And, you know, I always say that, you know, most consultants and coaches and course teachers that I know all have consultants, coaches and other course teachers that they utilize as well, because we know that those are the cheat codes, you know, those are where we go to to erase those years it takes to learn that one skill you know I would much rather pay somebody to kind of jump me over all those hurdles I know we're there because I've done it in other things you know I would much rather pay somebody to just help me kind of just skate over all of that stuff that I know hurts you know um, then I would to go ahead and trip and fall on my face the entire way so you know I, I always find it funny when people are like well I could do it myself I'm like, oh, it's like you just said I mean you can you know I'm not going to say there's not a million ways to do it there, I mean there are but the the, the key is what are the million ways you definitely should not do it and how many of those are you going to hit while you find the good ways you know what I mean yeah and how much is it going to cost you along the way by making those mistakes because oh yeah and I always find it funny, you know, that, that people that haven't kind of been through that and haven't felt the pain and haven't had the expense of, you know, falling on their face so many times, it's, it, it, it can't be like, well, why am I paying for that? I mean, I could do that, you know, and I'm like, well, let me just go ahead and try. It's fine. You know, just go ahead and try. But I strongly encourage you that if you're listening or watching right now and you're even interested a little bit in getting involved in the e-commerce world, you take advantage of five day challenge program because you know we get on here and have these conversations because we've been there you know we've been there we've been the people who have tried to trudge it you know the the long way ourselves because we didn't want to sink any money into anything and you know she's offering a five-day challenge and no charge for you to kind of get started and figure out if it's something that you even want to do. So I appreciate having you on today, Sin, and you can go to sinmeadows.com. I will be popping that link to the website into the comments section. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, when this drops, the link will be in the show notes. And then thank you so much for being on today. Thank you so much, Sue. And I forgot, if you want to just register direct for the workshop without going to the website and seeing everything mm-hmm. else that's free there, you go to ecom, E-C-O-M, biz, B-I-Z, secrets.com, ecom, biz, secrets.com. That'll go straight to the registration for um, the five-day challenge. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. And if you're interested in ecom, you better check it out. And until mm-hmm. next week, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Business Acceleration Playbook, where we're bringing you the plays that you need to win in your business. Bye.